0: As I said, today's service is the Michael Mass. It's a, it's the service that we dedicate to Michael, Archangel Michael, and all the angels. And you would have seen last Thursday was the uh, Remembrance Day for our police. And traditionally, the service is held on the Remembrance Day of Police. So uh, Archangel Michael and all angels' service was last Thursday. But in... In thinking about it and uh, changing the roster, thank you Glenda for uh, helping me with that, I thought it was very important that our prayers are joined with those in our community who are our protectors. So today our service is dedicated to those who are the protectors, to those who stand in places that I don't want to go, that I don't want to be part of, that see horrific things and deal with horrific things. And those who themselves, in the course of service, die in awful ways. We remember them and we give thanks and praise for all the service that they have for us, that they have done for us. And I ask you to keep all our protectors in, in in our prayers each and every time, at least once a week, if not more. As I said, these are the people that stand to protect us in places and spaces that we don't want to go and that we don't want to endure. And so it is no wonder that Archangel Michael and all the angels are associated with our police force, with the protectors in our community, because our angels and our archangels go in places that we don't want to go spiritually. We don't want to be so lost that we can never find our Lord God. We don't want to be so lost that we never hear his message and his promptings in our spirits. And so the angels and archangels all act in a way that keeps us connected to God, reminds us that God can love us and brings messages to us so that we can hear what God wants us to do. In fact, we can see that in the book of Daniel when we see how Gabriel comes to give Daniel a message but he has to con- contend with the demon prince of Persia and so he calls down Archangel Michael to keep contending with the demon prince and he goes off and gives Daniel the message and he apologises that it is 20 odd, 20, 23 days later. I think it's something of that order in the, in the reading. And he says to him, well, I was coming down, but I had to contend with the demon prince of Persia. And so Michael came down to keep that contention going and he was able to then go and give a message. So we have to be crystal clear that we do, in fact, have a spiritual battle. And that the angels are part of that battle in order to protect us. And yet we don't talk about angels, do we? we think of them as christian mythology we don't know who they are or what they are and we don't know how to put them in a pigeonhole or to have them in a box so that we can understand them because we seem to want to have everything you know put in a box with nice ribbons and all tied up nicely so that we can understand them but we can't understand them because they do god's purpose and we can't understand god because we don't have god's wisdom and so their role in our salvation is tied to God and we can never understand them, we can only ever appreciate them. And, it's, and in this time and in this place that we find ourselves in we are more willing to dabble in things like magic, witchcraft, horoscope or occultist activities like reading tarot cards than we are to spend the time in the Bible to understand who Gabriel is, who, who Michael is, who Raphael is, who the angels are. We are more willing to go on a website that is made of a soulless algorithm that tells us our heart's desire is this. And, uh, you know, when we type in who will I be dating or in like 20 years' time or, or whatever it might be, we then find a the name and we go searching for that name and yet, it's all, it's all a mirage, it's all a smoke and mirrors. We might desire to know the truth, but God desires, us, God desires for us to have the truth so that we know what to desire. St. Paul says that angels, that all the angels are ministering spirits sent out in the divine service for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation, For our sake. They exist. Their sole purpose is to bring us into salvation and to make sure that we know God's purpose in our life. The sentence for today and the collect take up that theme. If you read it closely, you'll see the theme of angels and salvation and us working together to bring all of creation back to God. The angels who worship before God's throne are also his messengers and servants. Not only do they worship God, but they also help us to praise him by assisting in maintaining the holiness and righteousness of our lives. When you read the Bible, there are many, many places in the scripture where the angels of God are present. They give cohesion to the Bible, binding the history of salvation together. They are the ones who constantly reveal God's will to us. In the Old Testament, they represent God before patriarchs, prophets and kings. Whilst in the New Testament, they are the prime movers of the gospel. They work in acts and they are significantly part of the book of Revelation. There are many, many angels I could talk about and having a deep affection for and the angels, rather than consigning them to mythology, I, I really have spent a lot of my life trying to understand them and trying to get to know them because they have been in spaces and places in my life where I felt the presence and been so blessed by it. So I have a deep affection for that, and I could spend hours, Glenda, I could spend hours talking about this, but I'm not, go- I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm just going to take a little snapshot and ask you to think about just a small part of what we might come to understand in our tradition. In the rabbinic tradition, in the Jewish tradition, there are four main angels that are named. Michael, Gabriel, Uriel and Raphael. And by their names alone, and we'll come to that in a moment, by their names alone, they help us to learn of our humanity and humanity's purpose in God's amazing plan for the salvation of everyone. Michael, his name is actually translated into a question. Who is like God? Well, no one is like God. God is absolute, absolutely and completely other and transcendent. He is not a bigger thing within the universe. He is all that is living about the universe without god the universe doesn't exist god is god and that means there are that all the other things that we often allow to take his place are not god our wealth our traditions our th- the things that we might put in front of god and idolize and hold up as the things that we need to really hold on to are the things that are not God who is God Michael's name points us to the lamb to Jesus Christ the Messiah and he fought, and my archangel Michael and all his angels fight Satan so that we as those who are to inherit salvation can have the the robes of the robes that we wear washed in the blood of the lamb so that they are pure white, and we can go and be with our Lord God in eternal life. Who is like God? Well, who is like God keeps pointing us to Jesus. So Jesus has to be God. Gabriel means God is my strength. As a messenger of God, Gabriel is often confronted with questions when he gives messages, like Mary, Being told that she's going to give birth to our Lord and Savior says, How can this be? Zechariah, rendered speechless because of his disbelief. Gideon in the Old Testament, when he's told that God will deliver Israel through his leadership, reminds the angel that he is the puniest and and part of the most insignificant tribe of Israel. He is the weakest in his family. So Gabriel comes and his name is God is my strength. So when we have a message from our angels and we think, how can this be? How can I do this? Well, we have to remember Gabriel because Gabriel says God is my strength. We do things not in our own strength, but when God calls us, he gives us his spirit and his strength. To do the work that is before us. Raphael means God is my healer. And he is found in the apocryphal text. So they're not quite canonical texts, so I highlight that so that you guys are absolutely know when I'm deviating from the canon text, but they use a significant part of what we would call the apocryphal texts. Archangel, Michael, Arch, archangel Raphael brought healing and restoration to places where fallen angels had brought destruction and harm. In his role as an archangel, we are reminded that our vocation is to be God's healing agents and to bring reconci- reconciliation into a world, into spaces and places where others go to do harm. And indeed, As a church, we need to go into those places and spaces where those who have travelled before us in the Anglican Church have done harm. As individuals, we need to let God's grace do its work in us, seeking out the parts of our lives that are broken, bruised, battered or lost, or where we've given up hope on things because they might always be different. And they might always be beyond us. For those around us, we are to point to the grace of God and the redemption of all of creation through Messiah, through the Messiah. It is a, it is in this healing, that we taste healing as a gift from God for us. Uriel, like Raphael, is also found in the apocryphal texts, and most recently there was this huge section found in the Dead Sea Scrolls that were uncovered. In the text, we see him as being the archangel who helps people overcome their anger, irritation and restlessness so that they can find peace through repentance. He is noted as being the angel that stands at the gates of heaven with the flaming sword so that no one can enter unless they come in by the word of Jesus. And he is also noted as the angel that contains hell, so that no one can escape their destiny if they have never called Jesus their Lord and Master. He is a fearsome angel for all the spirits. And yet, if we come to understand, as I said to you, by their name alone, we find purposes for ourselves and for all of humanity <clears throat> Michael and all the angels point us to God to, and give us messages and promptings to keep a healthy relationship with Jesus and in this we also have to join them in this work to be messengers of giving people ho- messages that will allow them to have a holy and righteous and healthy relationship with Jesus When someone says to you, who is God? Well, today we have someone that says, who who asks that question and compels us to answer that by saying Jesus is God. When someone says, where do I get the strength to follow Jesus and remain holy and righteous? How do I maintain my journey of faith? We say, God is our strength. When someone comes to us broken in body and mind and spirit and doesn't know how to find God or doesn't know where God is, we pray for healing and remind them that God is our healer and can bring all things back to the way they were meant to be. When someone says what do I need to do to be part of this eternal life that that you enjoy, that you speak about, that you profess. We need to say, repent and turn back to the gospel because there's nothing else you can do except live by the grace of God and ask Jesus, our Messiah, to bring you back to heaven. Whilst we are not created as angels... Michael and all angels can inspire us to deliver and and exemplify God's message in our existence as humans. I invite you to open your hearts, minds and souls to the spirit of God that says your life, your testimony, your journey is an inspiration to others. As the angels have names, so do you. You are all baptised in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Revelations reminds us that our names are written in the book of heaven. And if that is the case, then you are an exciting person. Your life, your ministry is exciting and relevant to God's plan. Hold yourself up high and like the angels, share the story of the Messiah in your life. And do it fearlessly. The Lord be with you.